Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture-related. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by the man himself, Devon. How are you doing today, man? Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. It's 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 hump day. It's Wednesday. We're just, uh, you know, back at it. These late night uh, review sessions, you know, this has been our second one so far. Uh, but yeah, how, how was your day just overall? It was a solid day. Yeah. Work was all right. Got some good, <laughs> got some good dinner. Went out to a nice steakhouse. Ooh, sounds like a lot of fun, man. I did not eat well today. Uh, <laughs> uh, today at work, we, uh, they had a little bit of a, a fiesta, you know, I, it's, it's weird. Cause like you bring in your lunch to work and you know, you expect to eat healthy and then, like someone else brings in something for the rest of the crew. And it's I like, always dude. hated that. It's like, oh, man. Especially, especially donuts. Dude, we it's had. It's so hard to resist. I know. That's been happening to us a lot because um, one of uh, someone from our team were bringing like uh, bagels. And like, I'm a sucker for like the uh, like the cinnamon like bagels all together. It's like, ah, oh, it's so freaking good. And someone had pizza today. And I haven't had pizza in a while. I was like, oh, that looks so freaking good. I, I caved. I caved. So, yeah, I have lunch for tomorrow now. So <laughs> I did not touch my lunch that I brought in uh, into the office today. But, yeah, man, it's 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 been a nice day. You know, it's Wednesday. We're, we're, over the, we're over the hump. So that's all that really matters. But in today's episode, we are going to discuss a few news topics for you guys including uh a little bit of rachel zellweger um you know she's been doing her own little thing we got some his dark materials season three news for you and as well as some toronto film festival lineups uh but before we begin today's oh uh, excuse me we're uh, we are also reviewing loki episode three uh, that's the reason why a lot of people are tuning in you know for the main event but before we get there let's um you know we're going to begin today's show um with you know you you can listen to us on podcast platforms around the internet um and if you're new here or a seasoned listener uh to the show we would love to hear from you guys um follow us on instagram and uh twitter over at film optics that is optics with an x you know we, we want to Get to know you guys a little bit more, you know, generate more of a, a communal feeling between us and our listeners, because that's what we're here for. You know, we're here talking about film, TV and just just all the good stuff in between. That's that's all that really matters. So let's. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, let's start today's uh, topics. So we, we have a few here for you guys. So starting off, we actually have a little bit more about the new details of the Spider-Woman film, uh, which uh, I believe Olivia Wilde is supposed to be directing. And supposedly they are looking for uh, a, a Jessica Drew, uh, Spider-Woman herself. They're looking to cast someone between 25 and 35-year-old actress um, hello daisy ex- that is my thoughts exactly Devin. because I, I, i'm trying to figure out who else i would like to see in this role and it's at first i was like oh well maybe we can have florence Pugh, and like well of course she's going to be the new black widow she's already in the mcu um but i don't know if this is a part of the mcu this is more of the the sony verse you know what i mean so yeah it's it's weird it's really it's, it's also weird but I'm, I'm just, I'll, I'll be there. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, is there anyone else you can think of that you would like to see in this role? I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a weird age range. Yeah, well, yeah, twenty five to thirty five. It's like how old is Brie Larson? No, <laughs> yeah. just start recycling everyone who's been in it. Maybe we can get uh, Scarlett Johansson back in there. I don't. She's not thirty five anymore. I don't believe. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really tough. And honestly, uh, I if even if it's not Daisy Ridley, I would like them to cast and a more unknown actress because I think those are the performances that really shock us the most uh, when it comes to films like this or, or any film um, to begin with. So hopefully, you know, we can get uh, someone in there who, who fits the bill and kind of just, you know, delivers on all fronts. So we'll, we'll have our first uh, Jessica drew. Um, And so let's actually move on here to our next topic. We have Rachel uh, Zelliger. Um, Zegler, excuse me. <laughs> uh, she's been in the news quite a lot with with the uh, Shazam Two, uh, Fury of the Gods, and also with Snow White. So she's been casted and to- West Side Story and West Side Story. That's right. Thank you, Devin. I totally she hasn't forgot. actually like been anything yet, but she's like a star already. It seems like it's weird. Yeah, because she was in the first Shazam movie, right? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. I, I thought she was, or I could be, I could be buying. Like we said, we were recording this later at night. So we do apologize for any, uh, you know, misinformation where it's, it's been a long day for both of us, but, um, yeah. So, uh, you, you saw the Shazam suits as well. Didn't you? The new ones? Oh, those looks, those look really good. Really, really nice. Sh- the Shazamly. <laughs> it definitely reminded me of like Power Rangers for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was, I was like, that's what I'm feeling here, but yeah. So I, I guess it's just only a matter of time, you know. Rachel uh, Zegler, she uh, she's playing Snow White, so um, I can't really say I've seen the Snow White um, recently. It's been like ages since I've seen it, but I'm glad it's getting a live action remake. Um, I kind of I kind of understand when it comes to the live action remake for like the older Disney movies, like the ones before our time. Um, so it, it, it makes sense and hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm sure that she will, uh, deliver. So it's <laughs> congratulations to, uh, <laughs> Rachel Zegler for yeah. uh, landing that role for everyone. Um, moving on here, we do apologize. Like we're trying to get through this in, in a timely fashion for you guys. Um, anyway, so, uh, this news is actually more for me. I was just really, really excited about bringing this um, into the fold. So for any His Dark Material fans out there, uh, season three has began shooting and casting for its new, um, for, for its new members for book three of the uh, His Dark Materials uh, series of the Amber Spyglass. And uh, I'm just very, very excited. You know, we have Daphne Keene coming back as Lyra. We have Amir Wilson, who I uh, will be playing as well. They uh, shared a little bit of a photo together, you know, uh, marking like the first day, take one, day one of shooting. And um, the the executive producer, Jane uh, Tranter, said that this season is both um, an epic adventure and a story about love and truth. Jack, Francesca, and Amelia's scripts capture the brilliance of Philip 
Sports World, Philip Newman, that is. Um, and we're joined by um, our much-loved existing cast and some exceptional talent um, new to the series. So I'm I'm very, very excited for this. So the new casting kind of includes um, just like an array of people. Um, I can't really go through too many right now because honestly, number one, a lot of their um, their names are a little bit harder to uh, pronounce uh, for me to be pronouncing this at 10 o'clock at night. So um, <laughs> we do have uh, S- uh, Simon Harrison from No Man's Land. And we also have uh, Jamie Ward, um, Tyrant, um, as uh, Father Gomez. And we uh, and Simon, Har- uh, Simon Harrison's character will be playing uh, Chibo. Ch- um, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. No, no, it's just, it's just uh, Simon Harrison. I, I don't think they're saying who uh, he'll, he's going to be playing. So I do apologize there, but yeah, I kind of just wanted to throw that in there to be completely honest. So, um, but let's move on here. So the TIFF film, uh, the, the Toronto film festival, the lineup has been released and Devin people are bugging. Make, making the trip over to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you want to take this one? Yeah, it's uh, let's get there. Go to Canada. <laughs> Watch some um, Alanis Morissette documentary. Yeah, ooh, Dune. Yeah. That's a that's a big one. Big Dune fans. Yes. And then last night in Soho, the main event. Possible. Okay. Do you think? Okay. Let's back up here. You you think Soho is going to be the main event over Dune? I mean, it was listed last. So that's what I'm going off of. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> in, fair. in the title, it's the last one, but. Fair enough. I see. I I would love to go to TIFF. Uh, for those of you again, the Toronto uh, International <laughs> Film Festival. Uh, but I'll actually be in Vegas during that time. We'll be out of town. Close enough. Well, yeah, close enough. Um, I, I Toronto's just the Vegas of Canada, right? Yeah, that's what I've been told. But I'm I am like apparently this is a virtual and in person um event. So. I, I can only imagine so many people are going to try to see uh, Last Night in Soho and Dune, um, of course, on the silver screen if you do live in Canada or going to the Toronto um, International Film Festival. Um, hopefully next year we can go. I think that would be a really nice, uh, fun little trip. Um, it's definitely between that and South by Southwest. Those are like the two film festivals I would love to go to. So, you know, it's, we're just going to keep uh, keep on doing what we're doing. And hopefully by that time, you know, we'll be accredited film critics and we'd be like, hey, you know, we're here from on behalf of film optics and we can kind of just, you know, weasel our way in there. So that'll be a lot of fun. But the uh, the film festival itself will take place um, between uh, September 9th to September 18th. And the co-director, uh, the director, executive director and co-head Joanne uh, uh, Vincent said that it's so powerful to be able to share these films with festival goers and theaters. And while the world is definitely moving towards a degree of normalcy, many of our industry and press colleagues may not be able to travel across international borders. So I think that is when they're um she kind of goes into that the digital access is a very important part for this film festival. And I, I, I tend to agree. You know, I, I think me and Devin both agree there. It's, it's not everyone has a passport, number one. And, um, I think they just started allowing us citizens to go back into Canada. I can't, I think so. Cause Canada 
all of their theaters are still closed from what I've been told from uh, sources from the inside, or at least, yeah. So I think they're still on phase two, phase one, moving to phase two. Um, if you are a Canadian listener out there, please uh, correct us over on uh, at film optics on Twitter or Instagram uh, to let us yeah, know. Let, let us know. eh? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but yeah, I'm very, very excited. Uh, last night in Soho and, and uh, Dune themselves are very like those are just two. It's like all right, like you, you don't need to say anymore. Like I'll go. Like quit pulling my leg. Like those are going to be the two films everyone's going to try to get their hands on. Maybe they'll be digital screeners. That'll be kind of cool. But um, unfortunately, like I said, um, I I will be um, out of town during that time. But Devin, you want to take this last topic before we get into our Loki episode three review? Netflix, they're they're just they're on that grind nonstop. Are they? They have partnered with Steven Spielberg, known hater of streaming services. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Remember when he was like, they can't win Oscars, they can only win uh, Emmys. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like now he's that, joining them. But um yeah, his his uh production company Amblin Partners has been has partnered with Netflix. Um Headed by Steven Spielberg, of course, and they would produce multiple new feature films for the streaming service every year. Mm, oh, how the tables have turned, Evan. How the tables have turned. I mean, Netflix is a, a monolith of a company. And, you know, I, I believe Amblin and Netflix have worked together in the past uh, when Amblin produced Trials of the Chicago 7, uh, which was originally set up um, at <clears throat> Paramount's before being sold to Netflix during COVID. So, and that received six nominations um, at the 93rd Academy Awards and including nod for best picture. So Amblin seems to know what they're doing here, you know? It's, oh yeah. It's, it's crazy stuff. I mean, this, uh, Ant, the CEO of Amblin partners, Jeff uh, small says by deepening our ties with Netflix via this new film partnership, we're building on what has uh, for many years been an incredible, successful working relationship in both uh, television and film. And, he's, and he goes on to say that the global platform they've built with more than 20 million members speaks for itself and that they're extremely grateful to have the opportunity to work closely with Scott and his amazing team to deliver Amblin's iconic brand of storytelling to the Netflix audience. So, congratulations, Steve. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong one. My gosh. Actually, no. Let's go with that one. Victory for everyone. Victory screech. Final Fantasy. There you go. So, yeah. That, that um, man... I'm I'm actually kind of shocked this is happening, Devin. Like, what, what is this? Yeah, how, the, how the tables have turned. <laughs> so, are, are you going to be tuning into any of his projects? Or are you just going to not watch them out of spite because of what he said? I mean, he it seems like he learned his lesson, old man. <laughs> you need to learn your lesson, old man. <laughs> the future um, is now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I mean, he's he's a legend. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The future is now, old man. <laughs> Man, oh man. But yeah, so that pretty much wraps our uh, today's topics. It's more of the warm up for, you know, the meat and potatoes that is here to come. So let's get into our episode three review of Loki that is titled Laminate.
are back, Devin, for episode three review of Loki title Laminate. It is a crazy, crazy ride. We're halfway through the series of Loki. I wanted to get your thoughts about this because there's been a lot of mixed. Yeah, apparently this is a controversial episode. Yeah, and I'm. I'll, I'll share my thoughts later because I literally just got off of a live stream talking about Loki, but I wanted to give you a chance to speak your mind. Yeah, everyone, everyone in our in our Twitter world has just been. I've just seen left and right people complaining that this is a filler episode, and I I disagree. I I don't really understand where that's coming maybe in comparison to the first two episodes you could call it a filler episode because the first two were just so heavy in world building and and establishing everything but this episode we got a major reveal for the plot and we got major character development and a major cliffhanger like i don't see how that's a filler episode yeah am i missing something no you're not because it definitely um it, it moves the plot forward and that's the important thing. Yeah, we got like there's like a major reveal. Like of, of, when I think of a filler episode, I think of an episode where nothing changed and nothing happened. Yeah, it, like we definitely got some big news here. It's it it, it kind of racks my brain. Um, you know, I I had a few friends who who thought a little bit differently. Um, <clears throat> Leo and Amanda. Uh, no, it's all right. But uh, you know, they they weren't too keen on the episode, and that is totally fine. You know, you're not gonna have everyone out there who's like, oh my gosh, you know, the episodes just keep be- getting better and better and better. That title belongs to Wandavision. Uh- <laughs> yeah, because it started off so rough. <laughs> wow, Devin, you're hurting me here, man. It was. I, I've gone have you gone back to watch any like Disney or like any new Disney show properties as of late? No. No. Okay. I've I've watched WandaVision twice for sure. Cause it's it's so much more enjoyable just, you know, now that all nine episodes are out. Um for for episode three for Loki though, it's just more of I, I thought it was nice. Like I really enjoyed the dialogue. I mean, I, I will say it is the weakest of the three, but yeah, it wasn't like bad in any way. I don't think. No, it wasn't, and like I I wouldn't call it filler either because it does move the plot forward. Um, we we find out a lot of different things, including um, you know, Loki's both Loki's sexuality that Loki is uh, bisexual. I, I really like how they they actually addressed it addressed it instead of like. Showing like on the piece of paper, oh Loki's sexuality. Yeah, this, this isn't this isn't the movies. They don't have to hide it like they do Star Wars. <laughs> it was like two seconds on on Rise of Skywalker. Like at first, I'm like, oh, like I, I did like that moment because it was just a casual thing. They didn't make too much of a big deal out of it. You know? Yeah, we we both agreed there. But then when you think about the reasoning behind them doing it like that is so they can cut it out easily. That makes it <laughs> sound a lot worse. Literally. Do. I think we had more screen time than Rustica. <laughs> she was in the movie for like two minutes. Yeah. I was like, wow. That movie is aging like milk. Unfortunately, I mean, I I have it on on Blu-ray. I mean, I'll always rewatch it. You know, as part of like every year for Star Wars Day, like I bust out, bust them all out, and try to rewatch um, as many as I can. This year, I'd, I only got uh, a few in, but um, yeah, sorry, getting a little bit off track. But back to Loki, I, I really did. Like I said, I enjoyed the the dialogue, the conversations between Lady Loki, or some people are calling her Enchantress. And Sylvie, 
Yeah, Sil- yeah, it's her her name is Sylvie, so we find that out. We find out that the the TVA, the agents are variants themselves. Yeah, that's that's like a big deal cuz they're hinting at the TVA being like the ultimate bad guy of the show, but um we we were just kind of speculating up until this point just to hear that like they've got some secrets and they are hiding stuff. Do, do you that's think- a big reveal. Yeah, um I meant, I was going to ask you, do, do you think that they know that they're variants or because they did say time works differently there? And I wonder if they're kind of brainwashed in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's either there's there's people at the top controlling them or they're in on it and they're all just bad guys. That would be really, really interesting. <laughs> and it really like I wonder what that says about what they're trying to do, you know, with with the Loki that we our Loki, the Loki that we know. And are they trying to make him into one of them? I found and, it interesting that in the episode when when Sylvie infiltrates the TVA, she doesn't know how it works because she's never been there. Yeah. So it seems like they set it up to where they wanted our Loki to infiltrate them and figure out how it all works. That's a really, really good point. Um, yeah, it's it's so crazy. Like between um Loki's sexuality and between the TVA and there was something uh, it, yeah Sil- Sylvie her name is Sylvie. Yeah, just just their relationship, like sh- yeah. like showing that progress, like they really got into it and their chemistry was just great, like from the start into the end. Just yeah. their conversations back and forth were so great. I really liked how they um how they kind of, you know, they, they talk about like their family life, like their, their mothers and whatnot. And, and they, you know, they are essentially quote unquote, the, the same person. Cause some people think that, um, Sylvie isn't as, is enchantress or they're trying to combine Lady Loki and enchantress into the same person, which kind of makes more sense for the MCU. So you don't have to introduce enchantress has, has a, has a bad pass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Suicide Squad Enchantress, at least. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I can't. I'm so excited for us to get that new film. Like, absolutely. But um, um, for for Loki and Lady Loki, I'll just call them that. Um, I really like how they how no, they don't trust each other because they literally they're pretty much they are literally the same person. So they know how you know how the other person's going to act. But I really like how they try to. Um, they, they tried to find a reason to trust each other so that they can get out of the situation that they're at. And, you know, um, at, at the end of episode two into episode three, we see Loki running after Lady Loki after she literally just dropped the ball and, you know, kind of just made a mess out of everything. Um, in the, in the uh, apocalypse, uh, time, I think it was Alabama, like the flood. I believe it was. So we see Loki chasing after Lady Loki, and then they're um they're tra- they're I was just gonna call it the Vice Portal because I'm blanking on the name of it. It's broken, so they need to yeah. find a way to charge it. And you know they're they're going through, and I, I can understand some some people's points where they say on Twitter, you know, like it's it's kind of just them, like they're not in any like quote unquote real danger or it doesn't really feel like they are because <laughs> there's so much going on. But um, I, I still feel like they were to an extent, like it definitely was a little bit more of a, you know, let's take a, a step back and, you know, give these characters a chance to interact. But I wanted to ask you about the, not the runtime of the, sh- of the episode, but the runtime of the show. Like, do you think 
that these Marvel shows, including Loki, obviously, could benefit from more than just a six-episode season. Um, as far as Loki goes, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it feels like they're at a pretty good pace right now. Um, this this episode, like you said, they kind of they kind of took a step back because the first two were so exposition heavy. They kind of gave us a little bit of a break this episode, mm. but they've definitely got some some things set up here. It's going to be <laughs> exciting. And don't forget, the director said four and five, and um, Tom Hiddleston said episode four and five are the ones to watch. Yeah, like those are the ones we're waiting for. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up, and I'm, I'm really glad that, glad that you did because I'm very very excited to see where this kind of changes the MCU. And, and and what the season finale is going to bring us, you know, the pen, penultimate episode being episode five and kind of just. Cause, cause we, we still haven't seen King Loki or president Loki yet. Yeah. We also still haven't seen Richard D. Grant's character yet. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. Yeah. He's supposed to be in the series. Um, I, I really liked, so um, I guess, you know, the journey that they take on this episode you know, they're, they're trying to get to the, um, well, originally they're trying to get to the train in order to charge, uh, their, uh, I love the planet they were on, by the way. It was it looked, all looked so cool. <laughs> did, did it not remind you of Thanos? Because that's, yeah, <laughs> the per- was, all the purple. Yeah. I was talking to, uh, Amanda and Leo about this over on Geekly Goods. Everyone go check out Geekly Goods over on YouTube. Um, but, <laughs> They were saying it kind of reminded them of a Titan in a way, or it it seemed like a Thanos planet. And like, if he just came out of nowhere where it's like, you cannot live with your own failure. (laughs) Where did that bring? I am inevitable. Back to me. (laughs) But yeah, the, the location, like the green screen looked amazing. I mean, way better than it did in sweet. Yeah. That, that one long, long shot at the end Mm -hmm. when they're like, trying to get to the escape pod and they're like fighting guards as they're going. It was also cool. Yeah. They were trying to get to the arc and it just blows up because you know, they're the, the one, I guess lady Loki was mad because the one, uh, worst apocalypse setting that they could have chose is one that they felt, uh, fallen at had fallen into. And I was like, okay, so, you know, this is going to be somewhat dangerous, but, um, I really enjoyed the, <laughs> the um oh my gosh they 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 find that little house in the middle of the, <laughs> in the she had that 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 one <laughs> the, the the thunder cannon type thing. <laughs> Lady Loki just wanted to go in and barge, and you know Loki's like, "What are you doing? You can't just do that." And then of course, <laughs> Loki disguises himself as the uh, the lady's husband. And, you know, he's like, oh, it's been so long, blah, 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 blah. And he, she just blasts him, like, to high heaven. I was like, was not expecting that whatsoever. That was probably a nice, that was a nice little, like, comedic relief for me. Like, it didn't feel forced because it did, you know, they were trying to figure out how to get to the train um, and, you know, everything else that was happening. Uh, but I really wanted to talk about their conversation really quick, um, how, how they kind of express, you know, what their mothers were like. And what their home lives were like on their own separate Asgards. We find out that Lady Loki knows, knew that she was a frost giant and our Loki, you know, that was kept a secret. So it seems 
that they do li- live two different lives in a way because Lady Loki didn't really remember her mom, but of course our Loki does. But we also you- have uh, have some different powers as well. Sylvie, yeah, Sylvie uh, yeah. said she taught herself how to do the um, for what they called it, an enchantment. D- yeah, where, where she she like grabbed his neck and tried to get into his head. <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, uh, uh, "He's like, it's not going to work because apparently it's kind of like her own Jedi mind trick." You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like because she said that it works on the on the weak minded more so than you know, the strong minded, but apparently, Oh yeah. by the way, how, how cool was it seeing Loki use magic and during the fights? I like, we've never seen that it. before. Yeah. He's never really used his magic like that. Yeah. We, he really seems to like, I, I hope more so in the series, we get to see more of his abilities because, you know, we know about like the illusion and the project projection magic and everything like that. But I'm really hoping we get to see a little bit more of Loki's like skill set. Um, yeah, just because it's, it seems like it's a long time coming and, you know, we're starting to see all these other cool skill sets from lady Loki and it's like, well, what else can our Loki do? So I'm, I'm really hoping that we, we see just not more of the same, but expand, you know, like I really want to see him like go all out and like, whether it's like defending someone or defending himself, like, and that's usually when, when it comes to like anti-heroes it kind of gives the uh, the staff an an excuse for that that character to kind of like go a little loose and haywire to like you know show the audience, show the readers, um, or you know the the yeah the audience themselves you know what this person is actually capable of because we kind of see that in Venom. Um, yeah. We didn't really see that too much with the Venom in Spider Man Three, but the the Venom Venom solo movie, you know, we kind of just saw how powerful venom really is without you know trying to um hold back or you know not being able to use all the skill set because okay you know we need to move the plot forward blah 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 so i thought that was speaking of uh, abilities towards the end there uh, a building was about to fall on him and he um he pulled something out of his pocket there to reverse the building yeah it was like a it was like a mind he he might he might have that time stone in his pocket still that he took from the uh from that drawer. Do you th- oh, you know what? I totally forgot that he he might he might have done that. I mean, what, what did they say? <clears throat> they were like paperweights to them. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was really really cool. Uh, yeah, it really did seem like that because he kind of like just you know pauses in place and then it literally just reverses back to as what it was. So he definitely has something up his sleeve. For sure. And I, I really like how. And I, yeah. I like how it ends on a cliffhanger. Like, yeah, obviously we know they're not, I mean, they could die, I guess like the rest <laughs> of the series could just be variants of them. That but, uh, we don't, we don't know how they're going to get out of this. We do not because they were moving towards the arc and it kind of just like Loki was like, well, crap, you know, like we, we, we literally have nowhere else to go. And during the train fight scene, I really like the action in this, um, in this uh, episode as well. Um, but during the train fight scene where, you know, they're literally thrown out the window, just whoop. But um, the, uh, the I love Loki singing. <laughs> and we got a nice little Thor. Um, yeah. <laughs> Smashing <laughs> his glass. <laughs> yeah. Drunk Loki was pretty awesome. And, you know, it, it really shows that he can kind of le- get his, 
guard let down, you know, by getting lost in all the of the uh, festivities that goes on. So I thought that was really, really cool. And Lady Loki's like, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, she wakes up from the little nap and he's like, you know, I'm just having a good time. And then one of the, what was one one of the rich snarky passengers had to open up their mouths. And it's like, you could have just let things go. He wasn't bugging you. He was just singing. Why? Yeah. Everyone was enjoying it. (laughs) It it doesn't have a bad voice either. Like a lot of actors out there, they're like low key, pretty good singers. So kudos to uh, Tom Middleton for that. But yeah, that's um pretty much um everything I wanted to kind of cover. I wanted to throw it back to you before we close out here, so we can um yeah start a new day for Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. You good? Uh, are we doing scores? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want. I was just asking if you wanted to add anything else before we get in, into scores and close out. Yeah, I think we got I got it all covered. It was a. Solid episode. I was going to give it a, a solid B, like an 85. Mm. Not as strong as the first two, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, it, it, it filled me with, with some joy. <laughs> well, I, for one, Devin, I'm going to say I low-key liked this episode. Go. So I think that deserves an applause. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. Too kind. Too kind there. But yeah, I'm actually um, on the same fence as you. I'm going to give this um, an 85, a solid B as well. Um, you know, like, like I said, I really did enjoy the, uh, the conversations that we had, you know, the sexuality confirmation, um, Lady Loki's real name, Sylvie. Um, sorry, I didn't call her Sylvie throughout the episode. It just kind of came out as Lady Loki because it's really fun to say, but I like seeing Sylvie as well because they really do have uh, great chemistry together. Um, I don't know the actress's name, but I'll definitely, be, uh, you know, accredit her for Sophie her. DiMartino. Sophie DiMartino. Okay. Okay. Anything she's been in that we know of? Not that I know of. All right. Well, <laughs> that's been trivia with Devin. <laughs> but yeah, so- solid B for me. Uh, you know, 85 out of 100. Like, I'm really excited to see where the rest of the series goes. You know, we are at the halfway mark. Um, for us, it was a little bit weird because, you know, we saw the first two episodes back to back, courtesy of Disney Plus. Thank you very much for sending that over our way. But, you know, now, now we're, we're slumming it with the, uh, you know, the, the rest, the, the rest of our colleagues trying to, um, you know, theorize what's going to happen. Um, people are still thinking Mephisto is going to pop up out of nowhere, but, um, I, I think the bar is set at a more realistic level now. <laughs> Now that the whole WandaVision thing is over because we didn't really know what to expect from these Disney shows. And I think there was far too much speculation to begin with, but Hey, that is, that's life. You know, that, that that's the name of the business that we're in. So the entertainment industry is um, full of amazing, uh, wonderful, imaginative people. <laughs> But uh, before we close out here today, just want to let you guys know to please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to um, your podcasts. And make sure to follow us at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, on Twitter and Instagram. And um, coming up on the podcast, we have our Fast 9 
Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard some rough things about this, Devin. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just warning you now. Because <laughs> Leo... I, was, I, have, I have realistic expectations. So there we go. I'm not worried. There we go. Leo is uh, very lukewarm on this, uh, on this adventure. You saw it yesterday. So we do have our Fast 9 review that, that will be dropping this coming up Monday, which is the 24th, 28th, 28th Fast, our Fast and Furious 9 review will be dropping. And then, of course, on Loki Wednesdays, we'll be dropping episode four. And then on July 2nd, we have our Sweet Tooth season one review that we uh, recorded uh, a few days ago. So um, may not be a little bit more of the continuity here or there. Uh, I wasn't sure when we were going to drop it. So, but those are uh, three shows definitely to keep a lookout for. So um, again, yeah, let's just close out here and uh, be on our merry way. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, we greatly appreciate if you can leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media so you can stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. And really, really quick. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Did not mean to cut off your piece there, Post post Post-peace. Post-peace. But, um... You know, we're, we're trying to get, you know, uh, we're trying to build a community with everyone out there. So we do just ask kindly to share this episode or our podcast with someone that you know who is into movies and TV shows and everything pop culture related like we are. You know, to sh- share it with your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever. To share it with a friend, your, your coworker. Share it around, you know, say, hey, I found this pretty cool podcast. It stars some pretty awesome hosts. And I know you love movies and TV shows, so I think you should give it a listen. So, that's- and, how, and how about this? I have an offer for you guys. If if you leave us a review, we can send you an invite to our Film Optics Discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <dude. laughs> yeah, get totally, some yeah. get some community conversations going. Yes, I. So we, yeah, we we do have a a Discord, um, and I would definitely love to build a community with film fans and TV fans alike. You know, everyone kind of just coming together and talking about the number one thing that we love. You know, the thing that 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 gets up gets us up in the morning, that gets me up early in the morning to watch Loki <laughs> before work because I'm that dedicated um, to this craft, and Devin is as well. So it's yeah. Definitely, you know, follow us on on Twitter and Instagram, like I said before. I sound like a broken record right now, but I do apologize. And yeah, uh, you know, we'll be, uh, we can definitely send you guys out a invite to our Discord and uh, you guys take it easy.